Hi everyone, it's Jules from Consensus with another Brief Explainer podcast. As always, our Brief Explainers take an element of debating or speaking and explain it simply with tips and takeaways for you and your students. If you'd like something a bit longer, try our Brief Explainer videos. And as usual, please feel free to email us if you'd like an answer to a debating or public speaking question. Today, our topic is brainstorming for debating. The way teams work together to find the key ideas that are relevant to a topic is at the very heart of effective debating. It's not as though there's only one way to go about this brainstorming session at the start of prep, but today we'll look at some useful strategies and also a brainstorming method we think is among the best, as well as some common pitfalls that happen during brainstorming. Here are the main points we'll be looking at. How case creation during brainstorming is is everyone in the team's job and responsibility. How a short period of silent thinking and note-taking is really valuable. How testing your ideas for weaknesses is really key. And finally, I'll explain the why, why not approach to identifying key ideas and organizing them into an argumentation structure. Okay, so to the main points in detail. Being on a debating team is a fundamentally collaborative activity. That's why you need to work together, support each other, and always see every aspect of your case development as a shared task. Everyone is jointly responsible for every aspect of the case. Of course, first and second speakers take some time apart to write the detailed dot points and key phrases of their own speech, but all the elements should have been arrived at jointly. This is particularly important because once the debate has begun, having a shared understanding of the case enables everyone to respond consistently to the other team's unfolding position. The simple step of a few minutes silent reflection on entering the prep room is another thing that allows everyone to work together by noting down anything they know about the current situation or status quo relevant to the particular debating topic. But you don't include thinking up arguments at this stage. It's just about what you know. It is a common experience that once teams start discussing their case, some salient details about the real world get lost in the intensity of discussion. We just forget what we know because we're busy working on the ideas for the case. So writing them down first independently is really valuable. It's also natural that every team develops its own dynamic, but some elements of basic organisation are worth considering. Following silent note-taking and group brainstorming, pairing and sharing is a very useful technique. For instance, first and second speakers working together to make sure their parts of the case build consistently, and third and fourth speakers working together to examine the opposition's options, Genuinely testing your ideas for weaknesses is essential here and should be embraced by everyone in the team. It helps arrive at the best version of your arguments and avoid inconsistencies and contradictions. Now, let's take a look at using why, why not in your brainstorming sessions. This is really valuable. Although simple, this is an effective method for case construction What you do is, in the middle of your whiteboard or paper, you draw a circle and write within it why if you're affirmative or why not if you're negative. Then, as you come up with reasons why or why not, you write them radiating from the circle. 
Once you've exhausted your ideas, you then look for links that enable you to group them under common headings. Generally, you'll find the ideas fall into three or four labeled groups. Finally, you allot the most important couple of grouped ideas to the first speaker and the secondary or lesser ones, one or two ideas, to the second speaker. From there, the arguments of each speaker can be fully constructed and worked through to be proved. This is an effective way of brainstorming because it asks you to directly identify reasons for making or not making a policy change. Another common method that, that we see is the identification of stakeholders in the debate and then the creation of arguments that flow from each of them. While this method can be effective, it often causes teams to identify very minor stakeholders and then create arguments relating to them and give them too much weight, undue weight, to the overall detriment of the, of the team's case. So guys, now to move on to a couple of common mistakes. Sometimes speakers hold back an argument example or analogy from the team discussion because they want to be the one who brings it up in the debate. Frankly, this is just a form of hogging that hurts a team. All material should be shared so it can be used at the right time in the case no matter who it is who delivers it. Brainstorming is an intense process and this can cause tension. Disagreement can derail a team in the short and long term. Debating is like a team sport Everyone on the team should be in, interdependent and cooperative as much as possible. So put aside any ownership of things and irritation about things and work together. To wrap things up, some takeaway reminders. Brainstorming is a time when ideas are flying, so you should listen carefully to what your teammates say and then constructively test everyone's ideas, including your own. You need to be willing to have your ideas challenged and learn to adapt or even drop them when real flaws are pointed out. Similarly, you need to learn to examine objectively your team members' ideas and offer constructive criticism. Lastly, guys, the why, why not technique or method should include at least a quick analysis of the opposite question, the other, what the other team is going to be dealing with, to help test your arguments and provide some framework for your rebuttal. That's it for today, everyone. Email us if you'd like a question answered, info at consensuseducation.com, and bye for now.